Good morning, Oasis Church. It's nice to see everybody this morning. Glad you all made it out on this gray day. Um, my name is Taryn Gomez, and this is Asher. And as a church, our mission is to help people become and grow into mature disciples of Jesus. We believe a disciple should seek God, belong to community, and serve the world. Seek, belong, and serve. Welcome to any guests that are visiting today, whether in person or online. If this is the first time you've joined us online, please let us know by filling out a connection card in the Connect With Us tab on our We don't ask this information to pester you too much, but to provide you with some important information about Oasis in order to help you decide if this is where God wants you to attend. If you have any questions before you leave today, just ask someone, and if they don't know the answer, they will direct you to someone who does. The connection cards can also be used to sign up to receive a weekly email with a link to our newsletter. Or you can text the keyword newsletter to the number on the screen. The email is the best way to keep up to date on all that's going on at Oasis. There is a prayer box on the back table to my right. Uh, write your prayer need on the cards provided and drop it in the box. Each week, we have a dedicated group of people who are committed to praying over these needs. If you would like to be contacted by someone who will pray with you, please provide your name and a phone number and someone will reach out to you. For our online folks, you can click on the prayer page tab on our website. Unless otherwise noted, everything written on these cards or online will be held in the strictest of confidence. If you need prayer today, there will be both men and women available after the service to pray with you at the cross. If God has spoken to you about something you heard in the sermon, or if you want or need prayers, all are welcome to pray with one of our team members. We gather together for community prayer here in the sanctuary on the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. This is an opportunity to build community as well as experience the power and presence of God together. Our next community prayer is August 3rd. We believe supporting the local church through the giving of tithes and offering our biblical truths whether you are here in the sanctuary or sitting at home. If you are here with us, there is a joy box on the wall by the back doors where you can place your tithes and offerings. If you are at home, you can mail your tithes and offerings to the church office or, to the, uh, or go to the Give tab on our website and set up a one-time or recurring offering amount. This month, there are two online Bible studies Bible uh, from Right Now Media, one for men and one for women. For men, we are offering Fight, Winning the Battle That Matters Most by Craig Groeschel. And for women, this month's offering is Brave Enough by Nicole Eunice. Here's Dennis.
Good morning, all. Today's message is from God's Word. If you ever see that, that means that I had no idea what I was preaching on on Thursday, and uh, I had to put something in there. So there's a couple prayer requests I think that are worthy to um, pray about as a community today. First, we're going to pray over Kim Fountain back there. She's had a, a tough week with um, Neil being in out of the hospital, with her dad, with uh, Ethan, and, and the things that he's been kind of going through. And so um, I think what uh, it was brought to my attention that she needs the love of the family here to kind of gather around her and pray over her. So let's say we all kind of um, immigrate over there, and uh, we'll just pray for her. She needs the grace of God, the strength of God.
adopted family. Thank you that you hear us. Thank you that you invite us. And so we have come to your table. Lord, this morning I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. So, last week um, we kind of talked about the, the changes in church world and, and uh, four churches and, and how uh, the pandemic and politics have really changed, um, changed our society. And it also has changed changed the church. And, and I, I kind of talked uh, briefly about um, that there will be people that will not be returning to Oasis for for different reasons. Um, and for some of those reasons, it had to do with um, they weren't comfortable with the way that we were conducting ourselves during that pandemic. And that's okay. They're brothers and sisters. But we wanted to, to uh, just kind of recognize that and, and grieve their loss, grieve the loss of the community to our, our family and, and um, pray for those who, who may not be returning uh, for whatever reason. Um, and, 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 but, but we don't stay in that, in that grief. We don't stay in that place of, of um, just kind of, you know, what now. Um, the scripture is kind of clear what the what now is for the Christian and where to get back to um, being purposeful of living out kingdom principles. And, and for us here at our church, we kind of focus in on seeking God and um, belonging to community. And belonging to community is not just showing up on a Sunday, uh, but, but it's being part of the family, part of the community where you get to know people and you allow yourself to be known by people. That's kind of the scary part. Um, it's easy to get to know people, but to allow yourself to be known. And we also uh, want to get back to the kingdom business of serving, not only serving here, uh, but serving out there, uh, serving the world. Um, and, and so I kind of left this, this question to us, uh, to us, like, what is it or where is it that God has gifted you where those giftings could be used for the benefit of the church family and the benefit of, of the world. Now, many people don't know what their spiritual gifts are. Um, some people would even argue, some Christians would argue that they really don't have any spiritual gift or gifts. Well, that's a lie because the scripture is clear uh, that we all have them. Uh, maybe we can call that, you know, we call it spiritual gift, or maybe we just call it a grace, a grace gift, a gift that God has, has given. Now, again, some people just kind of say, well, I really, I don't have anything. And, and, and so they kind of look to the others in the family, in the community, and they point out, well, not like her. I mean, she can do that, and he can do that. And, and so there's this reluctance to kind of step out to either find out how God has gifted you or to actually start using those gifts um, for the good of the kingdom, to push back darkness with the light of Christ. Um, so, so, so please understand this, and, and I'll, I'll show you in a bit through the scripture, but please understand this. Every follower of Jesus Christ, every born again who professes faith in Christ has been gifted with a spiritual gift and or gifts 
from the Holy Spirit. It is a gift. That means with a gift, we don't earn it. We don't, um, we don't behave our way into them. These are given by the grace of God. We don't earn God's grace, and so we don't earn the, uh, the gifts given by his grace. These gifts are given by the Holy Spirit as he deems where they should be. Now, I guess, I guess the question that pops up first for me, um, what are spiritual gifts? Like, does God really give special talents or abilities to Christ followers that he doesn't give to people who don't follow Christ? Well, the simple answer to that is, is yes, he does do that. But the gifts in and of themselves, they're not more important than the grace of God. The gifts are because of the grace of God. Not to earn more grace, not to release things, these abilities, these talents, which again, and, and, and I want to reiterate this, I want to make sure we understand this, that we can't earn them. We can't behave our way into them. Because basically, we don't deserve them in the first place. It is by grace that we have been given them. Grace and only grace. Now, sometimes in our mindset, it becomes difficult for us as human beings to grasp the pure and simple idea of a gift. We earn in this culture. We are a, a achievement-based culture. And so we earn things. We earn that promotion. We, we earn that degree. We earn that championship. We earn that reward. And, and, we, and, and sometimes we give gifts to, to mark kind of a cultural milestones. You get a gift when it's your birthday. You get a gift when um, you are, uh, when you become married. You get lots of gifts for a marriage. And, and so, and so we, we kind of mark these cultural, I don't want to say achievements, but milestones we give gifts to. Even, even Christmas time, children are supposed to earn gifts be, being on the nice list and not the naughty list. And so the idea of, of, the, of the pureness of gifts is, is really lost on us. And I think in part because, because an act of kindness that is not attached to anything at all is really the exception and not the rule. Earning is, is, is kind of, it's kind of safe. Earning, earning almost ensures us that, that we have rights and that we, we are in, entitled to certain things. And gifting has kind of been tied into this idea of, of earning. Even though a gift is, is supposed to be a gift, but we call these special occasions to then give gifts. And if you get a gift you don't like, well, we have an entire process to return that gift. It's called the gift receipts. 
And so you give this gift receipt with your gift in case the person wants to return it, but they don't put the price on it so the person doesn't know how little you spent on them. Or if you don't like the gift, we have this thing in our culture called re-gifting. There's, there's this grab bag thing that, that I've done at Christmas time. Is it like the white elephant or the white or something? Like you take garbage from your house, wrap it, and you give it to someone. Or you can use your re-gifting. I would just recommend being careful that you don't re-gift the same gift you got in the same grab bag circle because that's just a little bit awkward just for about a second or two. And so this idea of, of, of achievement and, and, and gifting, or just achievement alone, it really can be a little bit poisonous to our, our mentality of who we are, to our, to our inner person, because achievement, it, it kind of it instills in me anyway that um, I deserve something better. I deserve a better this, a better that. I deserve a better life. And if I work hard, if I focus, if I do the right things, then I could get that better life. That's kind of, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working hard and, and, and advancing. But, but in the context of gifting, and Paul's going to make this point that um, he is going to kind of push back against this achievement culture and say that, that God wants to give us something, no strings attached that we don't work for it, we don't earn it. And, and, and he's going to do this because I, I believe that he wants us to see that everything in our lives is gifted to them by God. Paul wants us to understand that even our identity in Christ is a gift from him to us, that we could be called children of God. Now, I'm going to read the whole text that we're going to look at this morning. Uh, it's going to be in a couple slides because there's a little bit. And I'm going to ask Mo, would you um, advance these while I read so I don't have to advance them? Thanks, Mo. Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. Actually, you can go back some, Mo. Is, is there a slide before this? That's the first one. Okay, so I'm just going to read this all, and then we'll come back to it. There's nothing to, for you to do. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all in, empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit, by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between Spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one 
individually as he wills. And so I want to just kind of take the first three uh, verses of, of chapter 12. And, and he says concerning these spiritual gifts or, or these grace gifts, he doesn't want us to be uninformed. Know that when we were pagans, that means before Christ, we were led astray to all kinds of stupid things out in the world. But he wants us to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God can ever say Jesus is a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except through the Holy Spirit. Now, it seems to me, at least in my own, my own mindset or my own life, humanity seems to pride itself on our ability to make well-informed um, intellectual decisions. We can think about things and use our brain. And that comes into play, especially in the context of religion and or our worldview. Both what we put our faith in and the worldview that we hold, what lens we look through the world at, it, um, it colors, it moves our decisions into a, a certain direction. It, it's, it's true with all of us. Now, Paul, he's never going to downplay um, engaging your mind. Paul was a scholar, and so he doesn't, he doesn't poo-poo um, thinking or even asking questions, but what he does say over and over and again, that, that no one becomes Christian by exerting themselves. No one becomes a Christian because they have willed themselves into Christianity. To proclaim Jesus as Lord is not something you have achieved by working hard, by uh, going through some motions, by following some track to success. The ability to, to proclaim Jesus as Lord is only by the grace of God through the Spirit of God. That's it. We cannot proclaim Jesus as Lord. I mean, really proclaim it. You can lie about it. But the proclamation, heart, mind, and soul of Christ Jesus as Lord comes through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, those with the Spirit can never curse God. Faith, when he talks about, especially here, um, spiritual gifts to get things done um, but there's but we see in here there there are talents there are, are ways that people uh, live their life how they serve what they do that have been gifted to them by God remember it's a gift we haven't earned these things which should break down all ego all arrogance all pride in fact I would even say that things we we ascribe a, a, a natural uh, a tendency towards and a person personality many times are the gifting of God in their life they are given by him they are empowered through him and this should stand firm and push against an achievement based Christianity now, I know that we would all say well I don't believe in that but many times the way we respond or act in our lives we put this achievement on our Christianity like man if I could just if I could just memorize more chapter and verse then I could or if I could if I uh, got into more more Bible studies than I could if I did if I did if I did now those things are good and of themselves but when they're used to think that you can earn something from the Lord you can earn more than you've been misled gifts gifts no strings attached gifts 
And the purpose of receiving them, these gifts from God, well, there's really one purpose. It's to re-gift them. It's to, to give back. Verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I have been gifted. We all have been gifted for the good of others and not just ourselves. We have the opportunity to use what and how God has gifted us for the good of this community and for the good of, of out there, outside of these walls, for the good of the kingdom. The goal, if I can put a, a, a kind of make this a little bit goal-oriented, but, but don't get lost in the, the gifting, the goal of our identity is not to build me up. The goal of my identity in Christ is that I would build up others, and in that process, I myself am built. And so I'm called, not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus. I am called to bless others. I'm called to invest in others. I'm called to, to serve others with this God-given gifting. And sometimes I know that, that looking at our abilities and looking at our talents, even our identity as all just a gift, it, it, it could be challenging because, because many have honed their gifting through practice, through pressing in, through time. You become a, a better musician because you practice. You become a better artist because you practice. You become a, a better chef because you practice. And so even within the church, we have this sense that we have earned where we are today because of all the time and practice I have put into whatever I'm boasting about. Now, practice is a good thing, especially, let's just say you are a musician. Um, it's good to practice. It's good to practice. All those things are good, but we don't, we didn't earn those talents. God has gifted to them. God has gifted them to us. And by the Spirit, by His grace, we can engage those giftings and refine them, not because of us, not before us, but for His glory, for His kingdom. And so within this environment, I, I become saddened a bit when people really believe, actually believe, that God has not gifted them in some area. That, that I really don't have anything to offer. That is a lie. And that is a lie because I don't say it, but the scripture says it. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. To each, that word each in the Greek means each, like all of us, every. It's not that big of a word. It means that each one of us that has received the Spirit of God in salvation have been gifted. And so the question again I asked last week it was, how has God gifted you in ways that you can take what he's given you and bless others, bless people within our community and bless people outside of our community? Every 
single follower of Jesus Christ has been given this gift, gifting, grace gift for the common good of everyone, all of us. Holy Spirit gifting is, is, is not something, uh, it, it's not just something that we get. It's something, it, it's who we are. It's, it's what we live into. It's kind of like our calling in the kingdom. And so those who are moving, um, those who are not moving in their giftedness, they, um, they're depriving the body of Christ of the blessing that God has made them to be. If you don't know your gifting, if you're not living into your gifting, then you are depriving all of us of the blessedness that God created you for, of, of, the, of the light that God has created you to, uh, to shine with. Each of us has been given a way to bless others. And, and the beauty of, of um, God's gift is there's not like, though we have labels for them, there's no generic one-size-fits-all. Your gifting has been intrinsically dialed in because of the person that God has made you to be. You have, you are who you are in the context of ability, of talent, because this is who God has made you to be. It's not something you went, all right, uh, we're giving that group, we're going to give them hospitality, we're going to throw some, uh, some generosity over to those people. No, God looked at you and said, this is my child. And I'm going to instill in them these characteristics so that they can then go and bless those around. We all have been given this, this gifting. And there are so many different ones. And they're all nuanced with, with a little bit uh, different flavors because of who we are as people. That's the beauty of the gifting of God. Now, I want to I wanna look a little bit in this text at, at some of the gifts. And it's not a comprehensive list. Um, and I'm not going to get comprehensive in the context of actually going through them all. Let me just read verses 8 through 10 for you. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts, plural, of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Again, not a comprehensive list. But know this, that God isn't caged in. God, isn't, God doesn't follow our rules of interpretation. God is, is God, and God will do what God wants to do when God wants to do it. And it's always for our good. It's always for our benefit. But, but we can't categorize and keep neat and clean all the giftings of God because that's just not the way he operates. And so how these gifts are lived out in the context of community is probably as vast as there's stars in the sky. What these things, what these things look like. I, I think of uh, um, David Wagner, who we had, who, who we had here uh, many years ago, uh, holding the office of prophet, and Dr. Jay LaRue holding the office office of prophet. They they couldn't be more different in the way that God uses them to deliver those prophecies. But it's the same spirit, the same gift, just lived out with a different nuance, a different flavor, but achieving the same things.
know maybe some of you are thinking and it's not good but not that you're not thinking you know um are spiritual gifts different uh, from natural abilities yes I understand that everyone benefits from the common grace of God, right? He, he makes the sun rise on the wicked and the righteous. And so we all benefit and we've all been given what we think are natural abilities or natural talents. Uh, the difference, the difference um, in using the gifting of God as opposed to just natural talents or abilities is, is this. When, when we are moving in the giftings that God has given us, and, and they don't have to be, you know, um, words of wisdom, words of prophecy, healing of the sick. They, they could be things like hospitality, encouragement, things, you know, that, that we, we kind of put down on the bottom of the ladder of spiritual gifting, but there is no ladder for spiritual gifting. They're all right here. They're all equally as important as the next. And, and, and so we all have experienced the common grace of God, but when we use our gifting, our God-given, spirit-induced gifting out in the world, what we're doing is, and the difference is that we are proclaiming to the world that Jesus is Lord in every single dimension of life. And within using our abilities, our, our spirit-given abilities, we're always pointing people to Christ. We're always pointing people to the cross. We're always, we always want to ensure that, that we make much of God, little of ourselves, and help people move in the direction that God may have for them. No matter, that's the difference between a, using a spiritual gift or just an ability, a, a talent that we have. Many in the sports world, not many, not enough, I would say, in the sports world, they have been given this talent for whatever sports they play, and some will use that platform to proclaim Jesus as Lord. That is, that is taking what seemed to be a natural talent and say, no, 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 I recognize God. I, I didn't order to be seven foot two and able to sink a three-pointer every time. No, God has given me this. I'm going to use this gifting that I've been given to proclaim Jesus as Lord, to, to push back darkness with the, um, with the podium that God, that God has given me. And so... We, as people in the church, we have to try to get rid of this consumer-based mentality of, of spirituality in church. And we come from it from a, a distributor-based mentality. What are we willing to give? What are we will, how are we willing to serve? Who is it that God has called me to to build up? And so I, I want to briefly touch um, a couple of the categories of, of gifts. Um, there's some, and, and, and I don't want to get into, um, you know, what we call it this, they call it that. Just, just bear with me, the gifts are the gifts. And we have some that are, that are kind of in the context of a prophetic gift, like the utterance of wisdom, the utterance of, of knowledge. Uh, we have the gift of prophecy, where you speak the mind of Christ to someone. Oh, we have the gift of tongues, which is a, a, a language of, of, uh, that, that is, it's a spiritual language. And we also have the interpretation of those tongues. 
So basically, if you can think of these prophetic gifts as the ability to not only understand the truth of God, but to articulate God's truth, to, to share the thoughts of God. And so when, you, when you're using or you're operating in this prophetic gift, the many prophetic gifts, um, you are bringing the truth of God, the wisdom of God, and the knowledge of God to someone that will help them make a decision that is in line with God something we call the, a priestly gift. And, and these, we can maybe say that they're the ability to, to understand and to supply the needs to, to people. In, in other places of Scripture in Ephesians, it speaks of the gift, gift of pastor. You know, many times you hear a pastor's heart. Uh, in Romans, it talks about the gift of, of serving and sharing and of mercy. In Corinthians, Paul talks about, in, in this text that we're looking at, Paul talks about the, um, the gift of, or the gifts of healing and the, and the working of miracles. Now, what I find interesting, and I pointed out when I was reading it, that when he talks about healing, he talks about it in the plural, gifts of healing. In fact, in the original language, it's written gifts of healings. And so there's this, there's this um, multiple idea of, well, well, what do you mean? I mean, they're talking about gifts of healing, like somebody heals cancer and gifts of healing we can be broken emotionally we can be broken spiritually we can be broken physically and those who have this gift of healing can help us heal both emotionally it's of healing it's all God anyway God is the one that heals and he chooses us to heal through and so we have we have the the, the gift these these um, priestly gifts that come alongside of people and then there's something we can call kingly gifts uh, maybe we can find it this way, um, that we can understand, again, understanding and, um, and, and being able to speak into to do something about the needs of not just people in singular, but entire communities. And so um, faith, again, in this, in this text that we're looking at, faith here, when he talks about faith as a gift, he's not talking about it as a gift of salvation. He's talking about um, the ability to, to see clearly what needs to be done, the ability to, to see those goals, to, to what Scripture says, to, to call in that which is yet to be um, Realize that we, uh, you can stand firm in the gift of faith and say, no, this is what God wants, and we're going to press into it until this becomes our reality because I have the gift of faith. And, and that's just kind of one of them. And so uh, also in Romans, it talks about um, the gift of administration, the apostolic gift, which is uh, you hear sometimes thrown around in churches, but it's just, it's just the, uh, the ability to see and to speak into communities and to energize entire communities. I think of Yannel as being one of those people for me where he can come in and he has the apostolic gift where he can kind of um, instill passion and excitement in an entire, entire community. Please understand that you cannot behave your way into these gifts. Now, don't get me wrong, character and integrity are important in the kingdom of God. But God doesn't give you these. The Holy Spirit doesn't empower these in you because you've behaved correctly or you've finally 
memorized enough chapter and verse or or you finally hit your 100th bible study that you've attended we don't earn these things we don't buy our way into these things these are god's giftings to his people and so i'm I'm thinking like like how do we how do we break out of a mindset of of um of the achievement model with within church like like you know like i don't i don't have those big ones over there and so i'm just going to kind of sit back and let other people do i don't want to embarrass myself um how do we break free of trying to hold back our gifts i read one author this week he called it uh the cop-out the void gift avoiding gifts cop-out which says you know what I just don't have time nor the desire to, to use my gifts. Or for some, they don't know what their gifts are. For some, they kind of have an idea of what they might be, but they don't know fully yet. So how do we break down this idea of, of just kind of um, not engaging what God has called us to be? And, and I think, first and foremost, it's we have to have an encounter with Christ. We have to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, a, a fresh encounter with God. There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them in all in everyone to each is given and so what do we like like how do we put aside the negativity that we might have formed in our brains about our gifting or our lack of gifting or, or those other people's gifts and, and i don't have but we go right to the source of the gift we go to the gift giver we go to god and say god what is it who am i why is this kind of pent up in me why am i not why am i not pressing in over there why do i feel um why do i feel less why do i feel small why do i feel little there, there is even care how old you are you all have something to give in the kingdom that's how we are made and i think another way is to have the mind of christ when it comes to this idea of of gifts of of my life here on earth but yet a resident of the kingdom and we can go right to i, I love the verses in philippians um where, where jesus where paul talks about jesus and he says who though, and he's talking about Jesus, was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. And so there's this humility in Christ that says, you know what? I'm God, but I'm not going to use that. I'm God. I can do whatever I want, but I'm not going to because I'm going to humble myself to do what God has called me to do, even to the point of death. Now, I'm not asking anyone to die, but but are we willing? Am I willing to die to myself that I could step into and walk into the gifts that God has given me for the common good of those around me? He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of, of death, even death on a cross, which is a horrible way. And so we can get around this this fear of gift of our gifts, or even an arrogance within us of our gifts, and we can humbly come before the Lord and understand it's all Him. 
whatever we are, except for dumb parts. It's all Him. It's God in me. Jesus came, died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin. And in faith, I receive that forgiveness. And it's that same faith that I can receive the gifting that He's given me, which I don't deserve. No one deserves, and yet He so freely gives. And once received, understand that they are empowered by one and the same Spirit, which apportions to each one individually as He wills. The Spirit empowers. You don't study your way up. You don't, uh, you don't, uh, it's not you. You don't, like the Spirit just doesn't give you a little something and then you run with it separate from Him. He empowers. He empowers whether it be operating in a little or operating in much. He empowers. He empowers for certain situations and then he may not empower for other situations. Speaking with Casey Sabella, a friend of mine, pastor, some of you know him, um, he does not, he's not a prophet. But when he was in um, Zimbabwe two years ago, he said that God used him in a prophetic way where he felt like he was a prophet. He's just speaking into people's lives and, 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 and watching the manifestation of, of the Holy Spirit within them in tears and excitement, all these things taking place. And he comes back to the United States and he doesn't operate that way anymore. Not, not with that intensity. It's the Spirit who empowers in every and all situations. And so we don't have to be jealous anymore of other people's giftings because that same grace is on us. We don't... I don't have the right to, um, to cop out of my giftings because I've been given them for the common good of my brothers and sisters and for the world. God, we've been, we've been made in the image of God. God is a giver. God is a giver, and we've been made in his, his image. And he doesn't ask us to give from poverty. He asks us to give from an abundance of who he is in this, and who we are in his spirit. We don't give from some impoverished place spiritually, um, in, in the physical, or emotionally. We give because, man, we got abundance. And see, it takes us recognizing the abundance that's on our lives to move in that abundance. We are called to be light in the darkness. And we've been gifted to be light in the darkness. Now, I want, it, I want to make it easy for those who may not know their spiritual gifts, for those who kind of sort of know, maybe for those who just want to confirm. Uh, we've purchased some spiritual gifts, gift tests. This isn't one you're going to find for free on the internet. Uh, this is a pretty comprehensive questionnaire. You can ask Maureen. She took it. There's 135 questions. Um, you are all welcome to take one of these. But there's a catch. 
So they're over there. I have more coming in if we run out. Please put your name down if you've taken one, because I'm going to follow up with you. Because it, it, it's about using our gifts for the community, for our brothers and sisters, and using our gifts so we can serve out there. And so we need to know what our gifting is. And so please, if you're unsure, if you need confirmation, if you, if you have never looked into it, please take one of these. Do the test, and then I'll follow up and see where you are. And you can ask Mo, she took one. She had a few, the only one I heard was leadership. I'm like, oh, and now she's going to be leading our uh, first impressions team come um, September. And, 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 and I don't, yeah, see that? And, and I'm not saying that to make you all nervous, like, you know, if we take this test, Dennis is gonna ask us to do something. But if you take this test, Dennis is gonna ask you to do something. And, and, and so, but nothing outside of what scripture, uh, it's, it's who we are as the Bible, what the Bible says. It's who we are as a family, as a community. It's who we are as Christ followers. So, again, we're going to be over there. If you take one, just write your name down so I'll know. Um, don't lie because I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. No, I'm only kidding. Um, and who puts that? <laughs> Go to the tape. Yeah, we have security footage. Um, but we do this to uh, because we want to rebuild for his glory. We want this house to stand as a beacon and a light in a dark world. Uh, we, we want not only this house to stand as a beacon and a light in a dark world, but each one of you, as you leave this house, that in and of yourself, remember the scripture says you are the temple for the Holy Spirit. And so you can shine that same light individually as we shine together as a community. I also want to remind you there's a couple opportunities to serve coming up, the Cheshire Road Race and um, the Turning Point Golf Outing. So look at uh, those were sent out in the email. Take the gifts tests uh, if you don't know or unsure. If you know somebody who's maybe not here that would benefit, uh, you can take the test, write their name down also with yours. Yeah, and so um, with that, let me just close this with prayer. Father, I want to thank you that each and every person sitting in this room has been gifted with Holy Spirit-level gifting. I, I thank you for that and praise you for that, Father, that you, um, that you make much out of us, that you call us to be partners with you in the kingdom, that you give us, you give us power and authority, and you give us grace, and you give us passion and discernment to go out and be your church be your people. So thank you for that. And I pray blessing over this group, the house that you've given here. I pray that they would continually know and grow into who they are in Christ, into their identity. And so I bless them, Father, with your Holy Spirit, with your grace, and with your love. We pray these things in the name of Jesus.